0: Hello and welcome, growth and success. Can you do it intentionally? I'll be right back and we'll get into it. Oh no, I missed a button. <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you're joining us, whether it's Monday or Tuesday if you're across across the dateline. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Neil Thrussell, life coach, author, and I'm going to say gentlemen extraordinaire, but what the heck? It's the heat. We're not used to 35-degree weather Celsius in, in Calgary. So I'm maybe I'm suffering from heat stroke. And I'm really excited to uh, have my friend Carlos. And oh, I should have asked Carlos how to say his name again every time I have him on my show. I have to ask him how to say it's Villa Real.
1: Yeah, Villa Real. You got it.
0: Woo hoo! So, Carlos, we're talking about growth and, growth and success. How the heck do you do it intentionally, or can it be done intentionally?
1: Well, of course it can, Neil. And I think you said we have 10 hours for this talk, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: yep. <laughs> Actually, it's yeah. a master class. We're going right into the master class because there's only two of us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What What? what a great question to uh, kick it off. But, uh, hey, first, I want to say I'm I'm grateful and thankful to be on your Uplift show. Again, it's been quite some time. So uh, looking forward to this conversation as we move forward in the next hour but, you know, it, it's, um, it, you know, I I always, you know, right now, it's kind of my, my mantra, my logo is live with high intention. And, you know, living with high intention, it's like, we need to really think about it. And high intention, like, you know, I think most people, generally, as human beings, like, they, they have good intentions, they have good intentions of what, you know, what they want to do in their life, who they wanna be, who they wanna be around. Um, but I gotta tell you, it's it's like sometimes we don't always take a back seat and reflect on where we're at in our life's journey. Um, you know, I just turned 57 years old last week. And happy birthday. You know, well thank you, thank you. I know a lot of people say that as you get older, the years, they just start flying by. But I got I, I really have to say that, you, you know, reflecting back on my younger years, even the younger years, boy, they go by so fast. You know, it, it's like I, I can remember being a kid, being, you know, a child and, and just playing at the house or playing at the playground or playing sports, whatever it is. Then all of a sudden, you know, I'm in high school. And then all of a sudden, you know, right after that, going to university and kicking off my retail career. So, um, you know, living living with high intention is something that um, I think it's critical. I think it's no doubt it's critical. Um, It's been critical for me to reflect back on my life and take a look back on what's gone on. You know, because it's it's easy to say, like, you know, man, I've had a lot of great successes, but boy, I've had a lot of uh, mistakes and call them failures or call them lessons, whatever you want to call them. But um, life isn't easy, and living with high intention is is just that is living life on purpose on your own terms. So I'll pause there for now because I know we're going to get pretty deep into this.
0: Well, that was you actually answered the, the question because my next question is was what is living with high intensity?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So living, you know, with high intention, it's about you know most people can be intentional, but I think we need to think back about um, how we truly want to live our life. And are we creating things around us that are gonna support that life that we want? Because it's it's so easy. It's like, um, yeah, I could take for example, as I mentioned, you know, I was 17 years old, uh, graduated from high school and going into university. And I started working at the mall at a retail athletic store that turned out to be a great career. Not only a job, it started off as a job, but it turned into a career. But I spent eighteen years there, eighteen years. It's kind of like, you know, like, you know, where did the time go but But reality was that I was having fun, I was enjoying advancement, I was enjoying career, I was enjoying the people that I worked around, I enjoy working with customers, with clients. But you know, it's like being in a job or being in a career for eighteen years. And there's nothing totally wrong with that, but but you know, when I think back and reflect on that, it's kind of like I probably did not take the time, I know I didn't take the time to say, "Is this, you know, did I really want to be here for eighteen years?" You know And then I joined my the next company after that night, and, and I spent sixteen years there. so it it's like, wow, eighteen years in one company, sixteen years in another company. It's like you know, I probably should have called time out and really <laughs> asked myself, like, did you know, did I really intend to be in each at each one of these companies for so long? I think the answer would have been probably not.
0: So that leads me into a great segue. So wherever a person is in their journey, right here and right now, so to live with high intention and to look at what are some of the questions a person, could be asking, I won't use the word should be, but could be asking themselves to find out, are they living with intention? Are they living their highest purpose and their value? What are some of the questions you think that a person could be asking themselves?
1: Yeah, so I I, I think there's a very basic question that kind of goes along with, I'll call it, goal-setting. Um, I, I like to use the word kind of, you know, when I'm thinking about living with high intention and this is something I work with my business owners on, you know, those are usually my clients. And, you know, the first thing is, is planning and, and planning is, uh, planning has to be intentional, (laughs) you know? So, so when it comes to planning, it's being, it's being so crystal clear, being very specific on what someone wants out of their life or out of their business, out of any one of the key categories in their life. You know, what do they want out of their personal life? What do they want um, out of their business? What do they want from their relationships? What do they want from a spirituality standpoint? So getting really clear on what someone wants is key. And I really think this is something that, I think it gets overlooked. You know because it's kind of like people take like a a broad stroke and they say like hey i i want a better life but you know what is a better life you got to go deep you know i want to make more money oh how much more money here's ten dollars you know you have ten more dollars right you know and so so you've got to ask yourself what specifically do you want and the other key component to that is the why that's really like the purpose like you know why, why do they want that thing? Like you know, and h- how is it important to them? You know, like, you know, is it you know, because what it really comes down to is people's um emotions, how we feel, you know,
0: how do we get out of a pity party? So I'm whatever year years age, and I'm sitting here, and life is just like, oh, Carlos. It's just you know you've had it easy you've had good jobs and you've had you've got this supportive wife blah 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 big house but I'm I'm me I I, you know blah wine wine how do they get out of a pity party?
1: It, it, it's making a decision it it you know and people yeah it's like literally making a decision when someone makes a decision so you know most people you know we're in personal development but a lot of people that are not in personal development arena, so to speak. It's like sometimes uh, they may not be aware of this, but most people decide to make a change because it's a must for them. And we're either moving towards gaining pleasure or getting out of some kind of pain, right? If something is really painful in our lives, like we're gonna wanna like get out of that pain. Like we wanna you know move away from that pain and move yes. towards
0: something that that we really want. Absolutely. Um, so I just had a couple questions in the in the background. Um, people are con- wondering where the heck is Sarah, and Sarah's just uh, needed to look after herself today. Um, so she's got a, a few he- health issues going on, and she just chose to and. Um, to, to take care of herself. So those of you believe in the power of prayer or good wishes, um, just send your love and good wishes to Sarah. And um, the ethers and God will look after making sure that she uh, gets the energy and uh, for your, your well wishes. And thank, yous, thank you for those that were wondering where the heck Sarah is
1: uh yeah look you know uh i was actually looking forward to uh catching up with sarah here on the uplift uh program as well and uh i'm sorry i'm not able to but she needs to do whatever she can to take care of herself and hopefully everything is fine so um wishing you all the best sarah yeah so
0: were you you said that you left high school and you got a job so does does that mean when you were young that this job was a version of success and and it it, or was it just you just took this job and you made the best of it where where in your journey did you figure out some of you to to that you needed to do things to be successful
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I think it actually started uh, before that. So, you know, I, I come from a a family of five, mother, father, uh, two siblings, a brother and a sister. Um, My parents actually divorced or I'm sorry, they separated when I was eight years old. And uh, my parents, they, um, they they tried to make it work. You know, uh, my father moved back with the family. Um, they they just couldn't get along. You know, there was arguing. uh, A lot of it was finance, you know, type of argument. And so obviously as a child, like you remember a lot of these things that you hear growing up. And, uh, you know, um, and my my parents, they eventually, despite growing up Catholic, as a Catholic, you don't believe in divorce. Like they didn't want to do that. But they felt there was like, the best thing for them to do. And they they actually divorced, I think when I was in high school. But till this day, actually, my father is still around. It's not like he's never been around. Uh, my mother's remarried. Uh, my mother, her husband and my father, they go have breakfast. They, they're hanging out together and stuff as you get older. But 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 anyway, I think going through that experience of seeing my parents um, separate and then eventually divorce, um, and seem like what they were fighting about, which was, you know, like we were middle-class, like, like, look, we had a roof over our head. We had plenty of food. We, we weren't, you know, we were, uh, but, but as a kid, you, you don't know what you don't know, you know? Absolutely. And, and, and it's like, you know, I, I thought I had like the best of friends and, you know, my parents, I'm sure they ran their credit cards limits up to give us kids what we wanted to make us happy. You know, but I think as I started to, yeah, as in high school and then taking on this job, I I I quickly kind of turned to like, I, I want to be better. I I I want to make money, you know, and it wasn't that money was everything, but I, I, I want to be in a better situation than maybe my parents were. Even at such a young age. So to answer your question, when I took this job, yeah, it was just a job. I was uh, going to the university. I was running on the cross country team, and I needed money to eat. So I I went to the mall, and um, I applied at a couple of places. And actually, the way I got this job was I walked into this athletic retail store. And the gentleman told me that they were not hiring, and I walked out of the store. I'm walking down the mall, and then I hear a hey, 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 and I look back behind me, and it's the the gentleman that the, that was at the store, and uh, he says, uh, "I think I know you. I think I know you." He says, "You're a runner, aren't you?" I'm like, "Yeah." He says, "You ran at that race. There was a, a one in the parks here in San Antonio. He says, "You you won that 5K race here a couple of weeks ago." I'm like, "Yeah." He says. Well, I came in third and I'm, I wasn't going to tell the guy like, well, I don't look behind me, you know, but yeah. it turned out, it turned out he was a manager and he hired me. So I owe a lot to him that started off what was this job, but then turned quickly into a career because I love helping people. I love working with clients and it wasn't so much. Yeah. I was selling athletic shoes, but this job really turned into a career that I learned a lifelong, so many lessons from.
0: Beautiful. And it's interesting. It was what I've discovered. Some people that have had success had really good mentors early on in their life. You're telling, sharing your story that you're, you know, you got a good mentor in, at the, the, the retail store. When I was about 14, I started in a construction company as just general labor and I had the prince of a man in construction for for a boss who took the time to explain to a 14-year-old kid how things worked. And I I credit a lot of of my ability to do good work comes from ken and my my own father's mentorship in uh in in doing things
1: yeah and, and it it you know mentors are are huge and um you know look i i started part time i became an assistant i found myself managing a, my first store at 19 years old 19 years old 19 years young it's kind of like you know how how do they you know uh, hand over the keys and hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of inventory and the cash in the drawer to some 19 year old kid um and and uh at the age of 21 i was managing i think my third store <clears throat> and i came across um success magazine on a trip to a manager's meeting um uh, and in there they it was all about selling so i i I found it at the airport i'm like i gotta buy this magazine but there was all these like um advertisements for people selling things and one of the one of the one of those was zig ziglar and he was selling his his goals program uh Mm -hmm. you know how to set goals so i went to this you know bought the magazine i read it before i even got to dallas where the manager's meeting was going to be held uh got to the meeting the CEO talked about the vision for the next five years, what have you, three years, five years. And um, I got back home. And um, so I guess my first investment was, I think the magazine was like literally $3 back in 1988, Success Magazine. Uh, and then when I got back home, I spent, uh, I don't know, $50 plus shipping and handling to order the goals program. Because I wanted to be better at my job, at my career, and that—that's like, like that's like living with intention. You know, I didn't know it at the time, but it's like you know, I, I got my goals program. I popped in the audio cassettes. Yep, talking about these cassettes. Some of you may not know what those are, but uh, popped in the cassettes and went through the program and started setting my goals. Like you know, in different categories of my life, like in my health back then. Um, how I wanted to train and promote so many managers per year Um, and what I wanted to do, help people grow themselves. So that was intentional, you know, because when you start writing down what you want, why you want it, and then the action steps needed to get there, that's that's intentional.
0: I love what you just said, that you wrote it down So first of all, you came up with the goals, you know, you came up with the goals, you wrote them down, and then you did what I think the step that most people forget about and don't do is you wrote steps to achieve these. And then in order, I suspect, and I'm assuming here, that you actually took action on those steps.
1: Yeah, it, it's like, I mean, I, I've, I've got the goals. I I still have those goals program here in my closet in my office uh, about that specific one about three or four years worth because I just kept on buying the same one year after year. Um, but But it was like, you know, in the morning, at the end of the night, writing, you know, in the morning, writing what I needed to do. And at the end of the night, what did I do or what did I not do? And what needed to be carried over, right? Look, it, it's not about being perfect. It's like, you know, consistency is hard. Like being really, and and you, you talk about being intentional. That That goes along with being consistent. But to be intentional, you also have to be consistent. And it's not about being perfect, you know, every single day. But when you're more consistent, I think the results that you want will come a lot quicker to anyone that's searching those out. So yeah, it, it, it's about writing them down and taking the actions that are needed.
0: Myself and a, and a fellow by the name of Jamie Adam Chucks, we did uh, something called the four D's of success. And one of the D's was discipline. And most people, not I, if you're not successful, there is a good chance that you're not being, as Carlos used the word consistent, or you're not being disciplined um, in your life. Was d- discipline or consistency easy? Did it just merge or or did you have to work it like, like a muscle? Like Did you have to really work at it to train yourself to be consistent?
1: You know, I, I think about the word discipline a lot, Neil, because and, uh, and and again, this goes back to, to childhood. And it's amazing, like the learnings, I speaking for myself, that I was able to get from different experiences. But but discipline for me was about, you know, maybe as a kid, like I, I wanted to to get things right. You know, um, I was in the Boy Scouts. You know, I I I I was in the Boy Scouts for a few years. Yep, and and what does that mean? The motto of the Boy Scout is to be prepared. Be prepared. Yep. Be prepared. And yep. so in the Boy Scouts, I was so disciplined. Uh, I I was disciplined. I was prepared. As we did hikes, as hike, hiking events were coming up, as camping events were coming up. Um, I you know it, it's funny, but I was like literally some may call it anal i prefer to call it being obsessed but i was obsessed with everything that i needed to do in my mind to be a successful boy scout but along with that came you know being prepared but that's something that i learned from the boy scout so that that discipline like carried on um you may have heard me talk about um my senior year in high school between cross country and track i ran my first and only marathon and i was so disciplined again I, i had a journal i i you know uh i had a journal of of what i needed to do but more importantly how many miles i ran every single day sundays were a long day 15 to 20 miles long um but but you know that provided the guide so again that's where Consistency, being prepared, and being intentional comes into play.
0: Absolutely. And if anyone has ever done distance running without a plan, it's a train wreck. You have to have some form of plan because you have to know when you're going to peak and you have to know what you're going to do. And a plan is multifaceted just like in your your real life. If you want your business to succeed, you have to do certain steps, but if you want your business to succeed and have a good family life and or a balanced life, your plan has to look slightly different. So Carlos, you were successful in in your other previous careers. Were you able to balance your family life early on in your, your career? Or was it, did that take some learning and adoption as you aged and and picked up some profound wisdom later in your
1: years? (laughs) I I, I would love, I would love to say that I was a natural, but uh, unfortunately I I was not. And it, it requires work. And that's earlier I said, like, even, you know, my early 20s, late 20s, early 30s, being in retail it was so fast paced you know everything was like go 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 and i knew i was going but i i didn't know i didn't know how to stop i didn't know how to balance um my work you know being single throughout most of that up until my early 30s when i got married but i can remember like my wife and i we we reflect back on on our years and you know, when when I married Patsy, I was a district manager, and I was traveling all of the time. You know, three to four nights a week, every week, and um, and she was at home. You no, know, she she worked, of course, but she was at home a night at nights uh, alone, uh, waiting for me to come home at the end of the week. And so um, it it took me some some time to really figure that out. Um, we all would like to think like we would have known that earlier or maybe have read something different, you know, or had a, had a mentor or had a coach or someone to point that out to us. I I wish I had that back then, but, um, I didn't. So it was, it took years of, of, of learning, uh, to really, you know, and I don't, you know, I know a lot of people talk about like life balance. Um, and that's okay, but I, I prefer to call it kind of more of uh, integrating life and work, because there's just going to be times when you know work has to happen, and there's got to be there's going to be times when life has to happen as well. So it's really about integrating, you know, life and work, you know, because I'm not sure there's really a true balance. A true balance means like okay, are you going to really try to balance out how many hours you're spending at work and life and, and is it really necessary to do that? What, really, what it really comes down to is, you know, in our relationships, whether it's with our spouse, our family, kids, if we have kids, uh, anyone that we associate with is like, you know, are, are we living intentionally? Are we living on purpose on our own terms?
0: Yeah, I know. For me personally, in my life, right off the bat, my career choices were influenced because I was madly in love with this woman. And it's been the same woman that I've been madly in love with for the last 38 years. So even as we got married, I put her as a priority on some of my career choices. And because I I wanted to be home and not working nights and working so that... uh, we could be together, and find So I had that piece figured out, but I—it took years, decades. I'll be truthful to figure out the money part and uh, on that. So we. So what was good in one piece, one part was needed. The money piece needed some, some work.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. That that it, it's a. Uh you know, yeah, we can say that that's a balancing act, right? Because we're, we're trying to figure out so many things at one time. And th- that's what I think it takes. And, you know, I talked about planning, but I think the other important piece, because I always take a look at it in steps or kind of like, um, what are the steps to living, you know, with high intention, or getting what you want, or having that success. And you, you got to know your plan. But the second thing is, um what are your processes processes are so key and and a lot of times people hear processes and they think about well what's the client process what's the selling process what's the marketing process but processes just basically anything that we do in life that that requires a few steps sometimes it's three steps sometimes it's five steps sometimes it's seven steps but you know it's kind of like um, I don't know. There's there's this quote that says, plan your work, work your plan. And that's what that's what process is all about. You know, pr- process is it, it, it's about when are you gonna do your work? You know, it's it, it's like, okay, I've got this plan, I've got this goal, I've got this purpose, I know why I want it, you know, but really it's like when am I gonna actually do that work? You know. And then that, along with that, comes to scheduling that activity, right? What are the steps to get that done? And and I, I think that's a huge miss. That and it, and it took me look. It took me a long time to figure this out. So I, I haven't. I'm not going to claim that I knew this all along. But you got to schedule what you want out of your life or your business, if if you really want to achieve that that high intention you know if somebody wants to spend more time with their family they have to schedule it you know i i have on my calendar like i've got everything in my calendar from what time i wake up what i do uh client calls um when i'm having breakfast Um, to even when I'm spending time with my wife, at what time every evening? Because it's important to me, you know? And, you know, it's like people think that um, their life is just going to be great by chance. And that's just not the case.
0: There's, There's a beautiful quote. If you don't plan your life, someone else will. And it could be your boss it could be your friend it could be whoever your family because we are all till we till we learn that intrinsic we are worth it and we stop trying to please others which for many people is a huge lesson and that could be part of the nine hours uh, that I mean, nine hours and thirty minutes that we have left on the master class on success and growth <laughs> is is getting rid of the people pleaser, so that we can take the time to plan, so that we so we can recognize that our plans are are worthy of uh, we are worthy of our goals and aspirations.
1: Yeah, no, you, you hit the nail on the head there, Neil. Because you know it, it's like. Uh yeah, like if we don't create our own life, then we're gonna be a part of someone else's plan. And typically that's that's not gonna work out well for us, right? It, it's like, you know, it's like, um, that's, that's what living with high intention, you know, really means. If you wanna spend more time with your family, you gotta schedule that, you know, and it's okay to schedule that. It, it's, you know, it's always about, you get into, for me, I'm into kind of the the mindset, the state of any time like someone asks me to do something, I'm automatically thinking, okay, what's the outcome? What's the purpose of it? You know, uh, because a lot of times, look, I think most humans they want to help people out, and I definitely mm-hmm. saw this in retail or, or the few years I worked at corporate, and I'll, I'll take corporate in the corporate environment for a while, but. It's like, if someone came to ask me to help them get something done, automatically I'd be saying yes, you know? But every time I say yes, then that puts pressure on time that I had not planned out, but I had to do something else of my own work. So there's always a cost to time, <laughs> you know? There, 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 it, it It's never free. And so, you know, that that's why it's important to have the processes in place of, you know, when are we going to do the work? When are we going to you know do the activity, schedule it and then and then showing up with high intention to get the work done?
0: Absolutely. And like t- this show, for an example, Carlos is in the central time time zone right now. So this should theoretically be his quiet time and time with uh, his wife, but he's chosen to spend time with us. So thank you, Carlos. I'm truly grateful for uh, you spending some time um, with us.
1: Yeah, of course. Lo- loving to be here to to support you and your audience and and the program. But but you know, I think it's the words and use the words there a word there too. And that I chose my time to be with y'all. But, but but that's what living with high intention is all about too. It's choosing, right? It's about choosing like, what do we want? Most people will talk about what they don't want. They, you know, like, hey, what's going on in your life? Oh, I don't want this. I don't want that. You know, but well, like, what do you want? Like, what do you really want? How specific are you? But we all have a choice. You know we all have a choice in how we want to live. Um, you know, and 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 look, most decisions are not gonna be the easiest choices. they're they're tough sometimes. But if you truly want a fulfilling life that's gonna fulfill you personally um, in your career, your business, your family, uh, uh, how you support the community, contribution then then there there's a way to do that just got to come up with a plan
0: I attended a men's weekend and everyone put in a hundred dollars and it was to shift our choices and our languaging so anytime you said I can't was it was uh five bucks or so because I can't do this I can't do this most people including myself because I realized it was unconscious the hundred bucks was gone within three quarters of a day you could get it back for every time you uh, you uh, said it something positive and and reinforced it and caught yourself so most people came away with their hundred dollars by the end of the weekend but for the first little while it's like you know, I recognized and it helped me recognize when there was this cost that I had some negative languaging.
1: Yeah, language is huge. Language is huge, you know. And, uh, you know, language can 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 put us in great states or it could put us in some really lousy states, you know. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. And for me, it was my language. I thought I was a the epitome. I was on the pinnacle. Of positive personal development and growth, and then yet when I got in with the troops and and uh, in uh, shoulder to shoulder, I'm like, "Oh, what the heck did I just say? How did I say it?" And I was like, "Oh my Neil, There's a lot I needed to learn." And thank goodness I I was working at it, and I'm much better now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah no it, it
1: it's uh you know look that that's where that consistency well it it it's the awareness having the awareness right you know because that's yes. where we can gain a lot of knowledge having the awareness of what's going on in our lives and then once we have that awareness what are we going to do about it you mm-hmm. know uh you know because look consistency being prepared all those take their disciplines that are required to 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 get to certain outcomes that we're looking for.
0: So, if you've been listening to any of the show, you will see that we've got how to co- contact and getting connected with uh, Carlos. So, it's uh, Carlos Villarreal point three seven six six on Facebook or on Instagram. It's Carlos Villarreal Coaching. Um, Carlos doesn't bite. He's a great person to talk to. If you uh, jump on his page, if you want to connect, he's got uh, a whole whack of resources. And uh, yeah, if what he's speaking to you resonates, trust me, he's a great man and, and a great coach. You you want to connect with him if, if what uh, he's saying resonates with you. And if it doesn't resonate with you, don't fill his inbox. Meet with hate mail. Just <laughs> let it be.
1: <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Neil. I really appreciate that. So, yeah. I think. I think the. Uh, you know, we've talked about you know planning, and we talked about processes. And I, I think like the the third step, I really believe it's kind of like um, it, it falls under people, but it's more personal. It's more self. And, and that's the, the habits and the routines that we either have or don't have that's going to contribute to living with high intention, you know, because um, r- routines I, I can personally say for me um, have been the biggest difference maker, you know, um, and, and, you know, when I say routines, it's kind of like, No, I'm not saying that you have to be part of the 5 a.m. club, but, you know, get up early and and do a lot of stuff, even though there's a lot of science that will back that up. But everyone has to do what's right for them. You know, whether you're getting up at 5 a.m. or maybe you're getting up at 10 a.m., it really doesn't matter. But it's really about um, having the right routines and practices in your life that, again, are going to contribute to having the life that you want or your, you know, in, in, your business. Um, you know, one thing that comes to mind is Jeff Bezos, founder of, you know, Amazon every now and then I'll just see articles of him. I'm always like searching, uh, yeah. I'm always trying to take a look at, you know, what's, what's the shortest cut we can take, right. To get results. But, you know, but if you read articles about Jeff Bezos, like, like in the morning, um, you know he spends time with his family. You know he makes breakfast. You know he actually, I think, washes dishes. You know, it, and it's it's different for everyone. How everyone wakes up in the morning and what they do to win their day. Then that that's what makes us all you know different. It doesn't mean that everyone needs to be waking up at five in the morning, working out, taking a cold plunge, having a protein shake, and you know, now I may do a few of those things, but it, it doesn't mean that it's going to work for everyone. So everyone has to do what's going to work for, for them. But I think more importantly, it's about having the right routines, having the right disciplines to be able to to show up, you know, to, to, to really show up because, you know, I'm not sure where I got this quote or question from, but, you know, I've, I've got it here near my laptop, but like, um the question I ask myself every morning, one of the questions is, Who needs my a game today? You know, And it's like, you know, I, I need to show up, you know, because someone needs me, even if it's only one person, I need to be able to show up to give my best, to support someone in some form or fashion. Um, and it's really questions or are, are are key and helping us to get to the routines of how we want to live, you know, each and every day with high intention.
0: Absolutely. I love that. Oh, I typed it wrong. <laughs> Didn't have my glasses on. Great question. Who needs my A game? And what I have discovered that most people need to recognize is the environment you create for yourself and are part of is 100% responsible for your success. And one of the simplest way is if you want to lose work, I mean weight, only bring healthy foods into your house. If you have nothing but snack food there's a in your home, there's a great chance, a greater chance that you're not going to be able to lose weight. So how you create your environment around you works towards your success as well. Carlos listed a whole bunch of getting up at 5 a.m., protein shakes, uh, cold plunges. All of them work for people. And all I would do is encourage you to try them at least once, maybe twice, even maybe for a week to see how it impacts and helps you. And don't shut it off. Oh no, I don't like cold water, so I'm not going to do it. Do it in spite of not liking cold water, and in spite, and find out if what it does for your body. There's so much science on eating healthy, a morning green smoothie, um, lemon water in the morning. There's just so many great options. Find your morning routine. Find what jazzes you. And Carlos and I both have mentioned it. Live by choice.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right on Neil. And and, you know, I think that it's always a great example to take a look of you know, just like the planning or the process or what goes on if somebody wants to lose weight. Because you know, a lot of people want to lose weight, a lot of people want to make more money, whatever it is, but like like losing weight, it's kind of, it's kind of like l- follow the model. And there's I mean, <laughs> there's so many models out there. There's got to be a model that if someone's really struggling, uh, you know, mindset's one of those things, and and, and part of following that model <clears throat> to really overcome that. But um, the models work, you know, like there are there are ways to make money. There are ways to lose weight. There are probably thousands if not millions of of things that people can do. But I think like generally speaking, if somebody wants to lose weight, they, they got to move, they got to move more and they got to be able to take less um, calories in. And, you know, it's like, um, you know, look, it's like people that go work out, I don't know if everybody says like they they look forward to working out, you know, because, but it's something that's a discipline that they know is required to get them where they want to go, whether Mm -hmm. they're a top performing athlete or they they just want to look good. Um, Look, anything worth having is going to require some hard work and discipline, you know.
0: Absolutely. And it's like saving. If you want to have money, you need to learn to spend less and save more. Lose weight, eat less, exercise more. There's so many pieces. If we're out of balance, part of it is to make the choices to come into whatever you perceive as balance before and add little, and I like to add a little bit of urgency into it. We don't know when the maker is going to come and, come and knock it on our door. We don't know when a health scare is coming. So all I can encourage is with a little bit of urgency, because we all know someone that has had a terrible health diagnosis. We all have know someone. So take those terrible health diagnoses of your friends and family, and use those to help motivate you and move them, move you forward if that works for you.
1: Yeah, that, yeah, that's absolutely right. And that's something that I think you Neil know, you, you think I think you know I went through in 2014, you know, diagnosed you know with uh, liver uh, issues. And you know, um, it took me a while to to get out of that funk. It took me a while to to get out of that. I was asking the wrong questions. I started asking the right questions. To get my mindset in the place of what I needed to do, uh, but all along I'm thinking like, okay, you know, this is who I am. I don't know how long I'm going to be here. I, you know, at back then I, 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 I asked myself like, I don't know if I'm going to be here for six months, twelve months, eighteen months. I don't know. But here's the decisions that came out of it. I, I made a decision that I was going to move away from corporate. So I hired a coach. And he helped me create an exit plan to start my own, you know, coaching business, and so a lot of decisions came out of that. But obviously, you know, uh, my diet had to change. It was a must for me. I mean, I guess I had a choice, but in my mind, there was no choice. It was a must for me to do. Unfortunately, there are people that are in a very similar situation like me, where they have liver issues. Um, and, you know, one of the things is if you want to improve your liver, like stop drinking alcohol, I, you know, as soon as I got that diagnosis, I never even had a drink, you know, quit cold turkey, didn't bother me. Wasn't like I was a big drinker anyway, but there's a lot of people that choose to continue to drink and then they wonder why their, their health and and, and they're going to suffer and they haven't made the necessary changes to their diet. So. You know, it, it is a choice.
0: Ab, absolutely. So, if our viewers, current viewers, and or our listeners on replay, and if you're listening to the replay, add a comment in uh, hashtag replay. How do? What what coaching do you do? Like, Carlos, you're a great coach, but for our viewer and listening audience, what is what is your sweet spot when you're coaching people? What is it that you just love to coach people on? Oh, that that's a great it's a, it's a
1: great question, but I I, I love the, the way that you ask the question. What is my sweet spot and what do I love doing? Um, look, I, I love helping anyone and everyone, but my sweet spot is I really love helping business owners and entrepreneurs. And I help them remove the obstacles to be able to focus so they can grow and have success. You know, like, so what does that mean? It's like, you know, what are the obstacles? Like the obstacles are anything that gets in the way of growth, you know, Um, distractions. We haven't even talked about distractions, but distractions in our life, that's that's like a huge barricade that, prevents us from living with high intention. Um but I mean there's so many distractions around us because the internet, the this thing here, the phone, um like like, you know, put your notifications on off. That that's what I do. Uh you know, things are not popping up on the screen when I'm, you know, doing on Zoom with clients. But like to the to the things that we're I know we're getting close to the end here, but Removing distractions is huge in living with high attention, and also setting boundaries. You know, because we have to set boundaries that are going to help us uh, show up to do the work that's necessary to get the results that we want.
0: Carlos, you almost you said a terrible word. It's worse than the F word. You said setting boundaries. Carlos how could you say such a bad word
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know the the, the, the funny the uh, well it's not funny but you know when i talk to people about boundaries it's like uh, a lot of the times it, it's kind of the people that are close to you it's your family yes. you know and 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 that's where you have to set the boundaries you've got to, it's got to be communicated in a way, but, you know, setting boundaries, because look, um, no one wants to live in a toxic environment, you know, and when people get sucked in from friends that they've known for many years, you know, it's like, you know, who wants to live in a toxic environment? You have to remove yourself, you know, look at who you're hanging out with, you know, what's that quote that, you're going to become the average of the five people that you hang around, right? So like if you're hanging around people that are talking about growth and uh, solution-minded, that's a different conversation than hanging out with maybe some friends that are talking about other people. That, that's a like gossip, right? Mm-hmm. That That's toxicity and that's not setting boundaries. But boundaries are so important because that's what keeps our... That's kind of the order of how we keep our life and our business if we want to live with high intention.
0: Absolutely, and you're talking about setting boundaries. And my brother, very conspiratorially, he's brilliant. He's one of the brightest minds that I know. But sometimes the elevator's not going to the top. He sends to me a private message or DMs me and says, Neil, you should look at this book, and you should think about. Uh, coaching people on life purpose mission and vision and i'm like what do you think i've been doing for the last 10 years baby brother (laughs) and it's just yeah because he doesn't interact in in the world so sometimes family is our worst and sometimes we have the hard. i believe i have the hardest time getting through to family what it is that i do because i think they just think I'm still Neil, the 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 brother or sister. Or, I mean, brother that they will they grew up with. Family just doesn't allow us, or siblings don't allow us to change.
1: Yeah, yeah. A lot of you know family members. A lot of times they just see us as we were, not as we've changed, right? And it's like, uh, but it's kind of like you run into someone that you've known many years ago. Maybe you haven't seen them in years and you have a short conversation with them and they make comments like wow you've changed or you sound different you look different like well Mm -hmm. hopefully it's growth it's personal growth but you know but you know because they haven't seen you in in it's just kind of like um i don't have kids but i hear this a lot from parents but you know parents they have that newborn baby right and then um the parents are so enamored they they don't see like the growth that's going on, or maybe they do. It, and it just happens rather quickly, but it's like happening right before their eyes. But they, by the time they know it, it, you know, the, the baby is like one year old and all of a sudden they're like three years old. And, and, you know, other people are commenting like, wow, your, your, your kids really growing up fast, or they've really stretched out. And and the parents are like, sometimes like, yeah, I, I never really thought about it that way. So Uh, Because they they're seeing them as they were
0: as a new newborn. So, yeah. And I'm looking at the clock and I'm going, "Oh, how is it possible (laughs) that we're only 55 minutes into a 10 hour masterclass?" And it seems that we covered so much. (laughs) (laughs) I know time time flies when you're having fun. Absolutely. Um. So, yeah, just to to reiterate that uh, Sarah is just not feeling well today, so she will be back in two weeks when we have our next guest. And, oh, I think, oh, I don't want to say the wrong guest, but um, we have a guest, another great guest in two weeks, or as Sarah would say, a fortnight. Um, if you've got some, if you're... If you'd like to send Sarah some positive energy or your prayers, she would love to uh, receive them. And Carlos, is there anything that you would like to leave our viewers, our listeners on live replay and through our podcast? Would you like to leave some last minute thoughts? yeah
1: yeah thanks Neil. I really appreciate it It's been a lot of fun I uh, can't believe the hour has already gone by so quick but um look i I think it's like um if if you're out there you're watching us you're listening to us like you have all of the information that you need to be successful you know if there's some things that uh you feel that uh you want to gain more in your life to you know have a have a you have a bigger desire for something and you, you want to wait, you want to move away from some kind of pain or some kind of struggle, some kind of challenge may, may not be painful, but, but you, you, you want a better life for yourself. Like, keep it simple. Like, keep it simple. It, it, you know, uh, plan what you want, know what you want specifically, know why you want it, come up with the processes and then have the routines in place that you're going to live by, every day to be able to support that you don't you don't need to go in google on how do i create a plan all you need is a piece of paper and a pen and write down what exactly that you want um keep distractions at bay and set those boundaries but more importantly you know live with high intention it
0: can be done thank you carlos and i'm just going to piggyback on that Whatever you put on that piece of paper, know that you are worthy of all your dreams and aspirations. You are worthy of it all. And I highly encourage that if you get stuck with that piece of paper, to reach out to Carlos. He'd love to help with you. Um, And till next week you know this, that you are loved, and we look forward to seeing you all next week. And thank you, Carlos, for being on our show.
1: Glad to be here, Neil. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome.